0: Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoop. This here is our podcast. (laughs) And Judson.
1: Guido, we've got some madness to talk about. We do.
0: WVU's uh, going March Madnessing. Is that a word? Just when you thought maybe we didn't. Oh, in fact, we do. I believe I predicted that. I believe I predicted that. I, what I, I, You know what's funny is like all season, my, my buddy who listens to our show was like, WVU made it to the March Madness. You guys have been kind of talking crap on them all season. And I'm like, well, you know, we just had higher expectations, I think. But I mean, we're there. I feel like we stuck with them. Did this buddy say that I'm the genius of the show? <laughs> Oh, no, he definitely, this buddy did not say that you were the genius. I don't know that he called you out by no. name. That he must not be a truth. He's like, fan. Who's that fool? Um, I will say, though, like, you know, we, we did make it. Uh, got a tough draw in the bracket. We'll talk about that in a second. But let's kind of wrap up the season talking about how it went for us in the Big 12 championship. Uh, so we start off, we're playing a Mark Adams list non-slobbering <laughs> oh boy. Uh, game against Texas Tech and kind of never felt in doubt, Johnson. Yeah,
1: Scoot, we were in the splash zone, if you will. Oh.
2: I I wore a face shield just in case.
1: Yeah, watching, like yes. in front watching. of your TV, like sitting on right. your couch, you had face shield protection. That's right. Well, this one, uh, you're right, Guido. It oddly felt like a non stress virginia game which i feel like never happens this one was pretty much wire to wire uh in control by the mountaineers they they took it they took it home pretty easily to advance out of the first round
0: and successfully like we thought you know wvu plays you know basically i mean honestly when you look at the numbers they only played six guys like a got 12 minutes seth wilson had five minutes and kobe had two minutes other than that it was the regular guys and Joey Toots all playing. And uh, it kind of showed in the game, Scooty. Well,
2: I've been saying that that's what we need to do in order to win big-time basketball games. Uh, yes, I agree with Mr. Johnson. There are stats from the game.
1: Yes. Guido, the uh, this was kind of like your fifth-year seniors stepped up, I felt like, in this yes. game. They all average— uh, or they all rather go uh, double figures. Um, Kobe Johnson goes for twenty. I mean, sorry, Kedrian Johnson goes for twenty. If Kobe Johnson went for twenty, Yikes, that, would, that, that would be, be twenty like minutes a, of no offense. A, a different story, I guess. But Kedrian goes for twenty, um, and really, there wasn't a whole lot. Uh, you know, they had their big man back that we didn't face that first time around he didn't uh uh amac scoot, i think he didn't factor in too much i think F- kind of the Oz, amac yeah kind of the the multi-headed uh hydra of tunka and aconquo and uh, i think um pat sumnick didn't play in this game but you know we kind of rotated those guys against against that big uh and really um the guard play was was pretty good in this game
2: i'm not sure if we were done with handshakes and Fardaw's AMAC was already in the transfer portal. Right. Like it was it like. It
1: was pretty immediate after this Hey, game. I'm in yeah. the. Tra-
2: and he was in the portal as he was oh. high five. Well, and
1: Guido, something else immediately happened after this game. Yeah. That was uh, Texas Tech parting ways. With Mark
0: Adams, yes, uh, there would be no more slobbering. The Sultan of Slobber. <laughs> they parted ways <laughs> yeah. with
2: the Sultan of Slobber.
0: I mean, I, I, you know, we had said last week going into this game that you know one of the things that I thought played in WVU's favor was things weren't looking great for Mark Adams. There were cra- there was craziness surrounding all of that. The 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 way he talked. Then you know there was the article that came out uh, after the game that like. Half of the team said that they were going to leave if Mark Adams stayed as the coach. Um, And then, you know what we said, I think the players were thinking more. I think, you know, a couple of those guys were thinking more about getting into the transfer portal than staying with Texas Tech. How, how
2: crazy is it that they had Corey Williams on their bench as a coach? That guy's like a longtime NBA player, teammates with Michael Jordan and Pippen and those guys. I've, find that odd that he was just a random assistant coach they're kind of lucky that they had a guy with his pedigree on the bench to kind of step in
1: yeah that's true yeah and it'll be interesting now you know i guess guido the search commences immediately it'll be interesting to see who they interview for that uh we'll talk about it in a in a moment but uh chris beard Sounds like he's finding a new home. You know, there was like speculation, would they try to circle back to him or something? Doesn't look like that's gonna happen. But uh yeah, that's I, I would think it's interesting, Scoot. Texas Tech has had some named coaches over the years. You know, if you think about like Bobby Knight and Tubby Smith and guys that have gone through there. So I think you would have to you would have to imagine that, you know. There will be people interested in that job. It's a Big 12 job. There will be people interested.
2: Could it be uh, a guy like uh, Josh Pastner, who was recently fired from Georgia Tech? He's a name.
0: Yeah, and I think that we watched—I mean, I don't know. Do you kind of feel like Mark Adams was sort of like this bridge of like, we didn't have anybody at the time, so he was already in the program. He never felt like it was somebody who fit the program or even— Fit the Big Twelve. Well,
2: I I'd, I'd say they like tough guys, right? Uh, Bobby Knight, tough guy. Mark Adams, boxing tough guy.
0: <laughs> Allegedly, I yes. think
1: Mark. I f- didn't. Josh Passner. Why do I think he's from West Virginia? Wasn't he? Wasn't he born in Glendale or something like
2: that? I'm not sure. You might be right. He's anyway. at Memphis. Anyway, I to I agree Tech.
1: with you, there, Guido. It seemed like a bridge, like. I don't know, it felt like a bridge. Like I'm not shocked that they're already moving like I think had Slobbergate never happened, they were already not in love with the performance and you know, where right. things were going. So, you know, I, I don't know. It may have uh it may have almost given them an out really to go ahead and move on and make a decision.
0: Another interesting story that kind of came out after the game as well, Robert Jennings, who's a bench player for them, came off, played four minutes. In the game against WVU, scored two points, had a rebound. Um, he entered the transfer portal after the game, to which came out pretty quickly that WVU picked up the phone and gave him a call, Johnson. Yeah, there's
1: been like a slew. I think uh, Ethan Bach, so add Ethan Bach, at Ethan Bach underscore. You guys gave me uh, jazz about putting zeros in my handle. How about a trailing underscore to keep it unique? There you go. Uh, he's done a really good job pointing out all of the, the portal players that WVU staff has talked to. And I feel like every day he adds someone to this list, but, uh, Guido mentioned Robert Jennings, Khalif battle from temple scoot, Jameer Nelson, Jr. How does that, how does that ring to your ears? Uh, from Delaware, Chris Ledlam from Harvard. And then, uh, a guy by the name of Nicholas Timberlake. I don't think he's any relation to Justin uh, from Towson state, but there's, there's already this laundry list uh, growing, including we're going to talk about Eddie Lampkin, uh, including TCU's Eddie Lampkin uh, was added to that list recently Um, of, you know, you can just tell someone commented recently, Guido, I don't think WVU has recruited or like really signed any high school players as of yet in the upcoming class. And I think people are kind of like, that's okay. Like where, you know, like this is now what we do. We go, that's,
2: that may be the wave of the future. Yeah.
1: Like we look at known, known quantities in the portal and we, and we do
2: that. I'll take Eddie Lampkin. Do you imagine Eddie Lampkin and Tonka as a one, two punch?
0: Well, I just find it interesting guys that, you know, Huggins or whoever, um, Josh Eiler, whoever it is, is, you know, going out into the portal early I mean, we still have a game left to play Maybe a few more games left to play And I think it's interesting that You know, before, you know Just after the Big 12 tournament So, the, uh, you know, ends you These names get into the portal And WVU is the name coming out of Trying to go after all these guys And get their name out there already So, I think it's an interesting play, Johnson. Yeah, and I think we're I know we're going to talk about Kansas But the, let's go ahead I in,
1: Scoot, in the show notes I gave Eddie Lampkin like his own heading in the show notes because to me this story like started to take on a life of its own we hadn't even really gotten into the start of the big 12 tournament and reports had already started coming out about Lampkin stepping away from TCU it was first tweeted out I think um was it uh Stuart Mandel Guido someone tweeted out I'll uh, I'll look it up here um, it was the oh, it was the fro- at frogs today. Scoot, I know this oh, is one of frogs your today. favorite yes, Twitter I, I accounts. Yeah, that fro- all the time. frogs today, frogs tomorrow, frogs uh, next every, year, every man, every frogs.
2: Yeah. Every man a frog. Every frog. man
1: a frog. Um, they came out and said he had stepped away for quote unquote personal matters. Quote
2: unquote, he can't stand Jamie Dixon.
1: Yeah, right. Well, then we thank you. We started. Seeing these other uh, spot stories where there's like screenshots of text messages where, you know, Jamie Dixon is supposedly reaching out to him and they're firing text back like this is disingenuous. You know, the treatment he's been on, like, you know, really crazy stuff. So TCU ends up going through the the Big 12 tournament uh, without Eddie Lampkin. He actually entered the portal Monday. I mean, that's kind of how quick, (laughs) you know, that story developed Guido, like you were saying. And, and like we said, he's already been reported. Uh, I think that was another Bach bomb. Uh, Ethan Bach reported that uh, on Twitter that he had also been contacted by WVU. So scoot. Yeah, you're right. It is intriguing. Um, for two guys in the early season, That kind of had a healthy competition in that first game, WVU and uh, and TCU with Big Tunka and him going at it. It's it's an intriguing thing to think about to have both of those bigs on the same team. It's interesting.
0: Do you think that you know this that because of the way college basketball is now, Scooty? Because like you know you you have to get guys that only play one year. It's it's funny. It's like we used to have the one-and-dones going to the NBA, and that's kind of gone by the wayside in the past few years, and now you feel like it's the one and duns because they're coming to you for their fifth-year senior year, or they, they come to you and they don't like their playing times, they go to somebody else. It, it's interesting that it's getting earlier and earlier. Like, I used to—we never talked about these players until after—till May. Like, it was like—I felt like it was a good month after the season, and now we're talking about guys transferring we haven't even— tipped off the first game of the tournament
2: yeah it's it's such a weird it's almost like the the guys that opt out of the bowl games
0: yeah
2: it's kind of like that weird like they it's almost like they become a story without really being the story like they're not really playing anything they're just wanting to get their name out there and some of these guys probably want to get their name out there now so that it's not one of these things where teams start to fill up their rosters and, and then they're stuck looking for somewhere to go with nowhere to go.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad you said it that way, because I guess maybe to take this Eddie Lampkin story by itself for a second. And in relation to like people like us that might be interested to see who he's going to choose, might that be WVU? Do you think I'll just play devil's advocate? Do you think there's any reason, you know, to me, I, I would, I would, I would almost argue, do you hesitate and, and, pump the brakes a little bit for a guy that's stepping away from his team going into the NCAA tournament openly kind of feuding with Jamie Dixon um I mean the guy's obviously a talent but do you pump the brakes at all and say like I don't know do I hesitate to bring that to my
2: squad you know like I, I don't I guess I'm just asking I think in my mind he probably feels more like a Huggins guy. He's got a bit of a Devin Williams like feel to him. I think he's a little bit more of an offensive threat than Jimmy Bell is, right? Let's let's yeah, call it is. like it is. Jimmy is not much of an offensive threat. Can he get you an offensive rebound? Sure, but that's and he's got some size, but that's about the extent of what Jimmy's well. Really and he kind
1: of plays like an explosive dude, you know. Like I I feel like TCU was. They did I, I mean they had Mike Miles and he was kind of the the engine to that team this year but I feel like when when Lampkin was in and was having good games I mean he was he was a decent force around the rim so yeah I I agree with you I let me interject one other thing Guido I think since we're on the topic I would just uh put this in here too Jeff Goodman at Goodman Hoops he reported um he put out a tweet that the portal has now set a record uh 173 players have now gone portaling. And that was through yesterday. So like, I think I saw more tweets today, of course, of additional players in, into the portal, but that's, I mean, that's a ton. There's now like this just enormous, like warehouse of players for coaches to check out and almost, you know, scoot, I guess this team for WVU maybe is case in point, but you know, year to year you can almost go if, if you're good at it, you can almost go just put your five together out of the portal almost every every year now.
2: I, I agree. I think at some point maybe there's restrictions put on it, like uh, like maybe what we're seeing with with Jose Perez where they've put the kibosh on him, but um, right now there's no real rules to it. They're just decided you know what, let's make him the example. We'll start the, you know, we'll set the standard with him. You can't leave your school if your coach leaves you can't just pick up and play at a new place so i think there will be some rules to follow
0: i mean i don't know it's interesting because look at look at wvu look at like our you look at our top six players right now right there's only one that was on the team last year the other five stevenson mitchell matthews even though he came back matthews bell toussaint all guys that transferred in all guys that came in you know so and I think you can get away
1: with that now. Apparently,
0: apparently, you know. And I think that's I think uh, to be honest with you, and I mean, you know, having not gotten in and really dug into recruiting for WVU basketball yet, because you know we're still playing basketball, guys. Uh, you know, you look at it and go, well, maybe this is Huggins's new play. Maybe this is the university's new play. Like we're just we're just gonna pull guys out of the portal, and you're gonna see a five new five guys every year. Is this the Calipari
2: Coach K one and done? but the WV the WVU version right so we can't get the one and done five star high school guys we're going to get the proven college guys they may be one and done for us here but we already know that they can compete at the college level so that's what we're going to yeah, do yeah it's
1: like a spin on right. that isn't it yeah
0: well and i think that as a, as a head coach or as a recruiter it almost gives you a little bit better of an ability to build a team that can work together, right? You know what you need. You know the type of guys you need. There's 190 of them in the portal right now. You go look at some video. You say, hey, these five work well together.
2: Let's get and them let's, on the team. let's look at the other side of it, right? So let's say you bring in a couple of guys like you did two years ago and they don't really work out. You're only on the hook yeah, for it's only you have only you're only Because you can kind of force guys to the portal pretty quick. Or you can just – Make it real uncomfortable. Hey, we're not going to have a scholarship for you next year.
0: Well, they'll just go in the portal. And it's way it's it's way easier to do in basketball than it is in football. I mean, football. It's I think it's much more difficult. I think the transfer portal is great for a university like WVU to be able to go and every year change over. You know, I think football it's way more difficult, but it's it's just so interesting. It's a different it's a different way to look at your team, you know. And I think it makes you as a fan it makes it harder though to like fall in love with these it's guys it's
2: contradictory to everything that the typical college student yeah right loves about college right right so and you, college
1: fan i think
2: it's it, it can't it can be at least you love developing the relationships you love having the memories we all talk about our times back in college all the time
0: scooty it's a business now. i know I these get guys it. this isn't they're not and listen i don't mean this in a derogatory way by any stretch of the means they're not there for college. They're not there to make friends and classes and and go to the quad and hang out. Like they're there to play basketball. And to be honest with you, they're there to get paid now that they can get paid. And that's and that's where you have something like Country Roads Confidential or not Co- Country Roads Confidential. Country Roads Trust. Sorry, I mean, they I might mean be to, paying people. I, I don't, don't think Country do Roads they... Confidential is. Yeah, I don't think those guys are paying anybody. I,
2: I was at uh, college for the wiffle ball.
0: Really. I think, yes, where you, you were brought they, – they recruited you, right?
2: They brought me in for the wiffle ball.
1: Yeah, had a mean curve. Don't you think, too, that there's almost – you could almost have whatever, like, if it's one, if it's if it's a few, whatever that percentage of your coaching staff uh, does scouting, you, you could almost year-round scout now, I feel like, if you weren't already. It's almost like you could almost have those people keeping an ear to the ground, like – well hey, i'm hearing this guy is going to jump into the portal we're going to keep an eye on him because we've already
0: identified if that's the case you know we're going to be ready to pounce on him and you know jay coots that's jay coots that's his job that's what he does now that that's like 24 7 he's director of player personnel slash recruiting and like i heard an interview with him i think he was i think it might have been country roads confidentially was on or he was on one of those other competitors of a podcast and uh and he was talking about that, like that's his deal now. Because you that's almost what you
1: almost can't afford not to have one or more right. of
2: those guys, right? If did you- he mention about the time he and I sat next to each other during a scrimmage basketball game at a WVU camp back in two thousand and
0: eleven? Yeah, he did. He he said he said uh, he said you had the height scoop, but you didn't really have the reach. That's what okay. he was saying.
2: Well, we we talked a little bit, Jay and I did. Yeah,
1: really. Yeah. You feel like you left yeah. an impression.
2: I mean, apparently not enough because he's not asked me to come on board yet. He's not asking my opinion of, of who we should go after. So, no, I'm going to guess, no, I did not leave an impression. Although, I believe he is much like me from Connecticut. Oh, Little known, little known fact, a nutmegger. Anyways,
0: back to the Big 12 tournament, which we totally got off of there talking about the transfer portal. WVU beats Texas Tech, obviously, 78-62. Plays the next afternoon, short, like less than 18 hours. They have to turn around and play a highly ranked Kansas team in the second round. Uh, but here's another interesting twist, Right. WVU plays Texas Tech. Texas Tech doesn't have their head coach because he's suspended for going all Turner and Hooch on somebody. And then you turn around, you got Bill Self. Bill Self turns around, and uh, he's got a medical issue, gets rushed to the hospital, The was it the morning of or the night before? And he ends up not coaching.
1: Yeah, and thankfully he's since been uh, discharged, but they didn't have him on the sideline for, uh, for the whole tournament. It did not um, matter much. No, in a, this game, game especially Scoot, uh, we, I, I don't know, I, I debated, I know we're not going to spend a ton of time on this game, it's water under the bridge at this point, but a lot of people just immediately went, well, they were tired, they played 18 hours ago, and I thought their shooting looked like tired legs shooting, but Guido, I also just thought they played a bad game game I mean they just weren't like turnovers I think through the first half we had 11 turnovers just in that half alone honestly we were texting each other as that game went on at the half really we weren't you know, we were only a couple possessions down and I felt like we should have been twenty down, really. It was it, it was kind of amazing we weren't down more and I felt like we sort of we sort of died a slow death through that second half.
2: Outside of Eric Stevenson and Emmett Matthews who might be 30 years old, both of them, I'm not sure because they've been in college forever. Like guys that a like in AAU and and all these other, you know, things leading up to college They play multiple games a day, so I don't know. Yeah, right. You know, like, I played a lot of pickup basketball in college. I didn't just stop at one game. I probably played a couple.
1: Well, but, I mean, these guys are in terrific condition. Yes,
2: I I did not have somebody managing what I ate. I
1: mean, look, an 18-hour turnaround, that's tight. Like, let's not be naive about it. But at the same time, I got a little bit... I kind of bristled at the whole, like, well, they're just tired and just chalk it up to to tiredness. You know, I I just didn't think they played well. And I thought Kansas um, kind of took advantage of what Scoot, I thought, was some of the worst defense we had played in a long time. I mean, they had kind of their pick of open shots, and they took advantage of Swiss
2: cheese. A lot of of lob city, bad rotation. We didn't uh, rotate very well, and they lobbed the ball to K.J. Adams a ton so that was not great.
0: Well, and I think again this is another game where, you know, and this is a this is a Huggins thing. Like if guys aren't doing what they're told or they're not they're not you know, Huggins is yelling at him, he's pulling people off and then that's when you start to see all of these other people getting into the game and getting 20 minutes, you know, a playing 20 minutes in this game. Like he's he's still young, he's still trying to like get his career going and I mean, I think that's tough You know, when you try to get him in the game, Jimmy Bell has issues, only plays nine minutes. Well,
2: let's, I mean, if we're being realistic, right? So Jimmy Bell came to us from a junior college, right? Right. I would list him as a project because he had to go through a massive weight transformation, muscle transformation. Uh, I would say that people would probably say he came in out of shape and he's been working on getting in shape. But when you're doing that, you know he's probably doing a lot of working out and not as much basketball, I guess. I don't know, but he's a project. Okonkwo is a project. You can't win right. games when you've got multiple projects occupying one spot on the floor the entire game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mo is a project.
1: Well, every time I look at the box score, I kind of take Tonka, Okonkwo, and Pat Sumnick, and I just add them up. Like, that's that's our five kind of... In triplicate right there, so the the one thing Guido to your point that I thought was odd is he sits Eric Stevenson for a big chunk of this game. Seth uh, Seth Wilson, I mean who I I mean I love Seth Wilson, but he goes he like Seth Wilson either gets thirty seconds in a game or he like this game he played fifteen minutes like he he has to be confused I would think because he. He either gets a lion's share of, of minutes or he doesn't play at all. It's kind of weird. But he I felt like he was the benefactor, you know, if that's what you want to call it for Stevenson being being sat for for periods. Would time. you
2: call him and Kobe the oh crap, I should have gotten this guy in the game guy.
1: Well, kind of. I used to rope Joe Toots in there, but um but Joey Toots has been playing more and more. I mean, like in this Kansas game, he goes for eleven. Um, he actually shoots the ball really well i think he played 26 or so minutes so yeah i think i think maybe kobe and seth yeah yeah i guess so
0: so i mean but i think at the end i mean they didn't look great i don't think in the scheme of things we thought we would match up well against the uh, kansas 18 hours later um and so wvu drops kansas goes on to Get to the championship game to play against Texas, and I don't think there was many people who thought Texas was going to win that game. And not only did Texas win that game against Kansas, they kind of like they at twenty points they trashed. Yeah, I Kansas. mean they, they made like, them look bad in this game. It was crazy. I I'd like to know when the last time Kansas scored under sixty points fifty six points for Kansas in that game to win to lose I guess to give up the championship to Texas in the Big Maybe Twelve. Maybe they were so. tired, Scoot. Maybe they retired. They'd played three games. I mean, their legs. So, uh, but all all that is now water under the bridge. I mean, WVU finishes uh, the Big 12. Uh, You know, we didn't, I I guess it was exactly where Guido said it would be. I'll just put it that way, guys. Exactly what Guido said it would be. Um, Eric Stevenson uh, gets a third team, all Big 12, uh, which is, I guess, nice, but. WVU mostly looked over in the all-conference team. Johnson. Yeah, I think other than, other than that name,
1: no one, no one really got any discussion. Scoot, I thought. Yes. Um, you know we have been up and down, and you more than others. Maybe I'll take the liberty of saying that on Kedrian Johnson, and I thought Kedrian's defense in his fifth year in this conference would come up in these, I mean, look at the end of the day, is it a big deal? Not really, but I think, you know, all those guys are striving to be recognized for their effort. And I thought maybe his name would pop up uh, in some of this stuff. And, and, and that didn't, that didn't happen. I think it's no surprise maybe that some of the other, um, you know, there wasn't really any other accolades on this team. Eric Stevenson has kind of led this team all season. So Um, But even a
0: third team for him felt like, ugh, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, he finishes eighth in the league in scoring. Uh, Third team feels kind of like a snub to me.
2: Well, if he doesn't grab his crotchal region, does he hire? I mean, because you got to think maybe he's – ticked off some people along the way.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's reasonable. I can see people doing that. But he's considering, you know, we also noted that he now is like one of five Mountaineers all time, I think, to score, it was like 23-plus points over five straight games, the I other think.
2: The four are Hall of Famers or something. Yeah, those right. Those so you kind of, when you
1: start to think about some of that stuff he's done this season, I, I agree, Guido. It feels snubbish to me to put it. it was
2: in- It was, what was it, five games in a row with 23 or more points and you think back like joe alexander didn't do that
1: uh yeah right think of all the other that you might i started like
2: what the heck i didn't realize that like that's crazy to
0: me no i i agree yeah uh so fast forward it's time for it's time to go dancing wvu gets into the tournament there was a lot of talk where were they going to be but it was kind of always solid like everywhere you saw them going in uh to sunday evening they had them like 8, 9, 10, 11, right there, sort of in the middle area. Um, WVU finishes and gets into the bracket uh, to be a uh, 9 seed, to play an 8 seed. Uh, we face Maryland on Thursday. That's a 1215 tip-off on CBS, in case you're wondering. Um I think the it's great. Like nine's not terrible. I, I thought that's about where we would be. Uh I just think where we got in the the bracket that we got put in and the direction that we got put, it's tough that we're gonna have to face a very tough Alabama team if we beat Marilyn Johnson. Yeah,
1: and I think um Scoot, it's it's interesting. I think the first thing that jumps out at you is if you get by this this Maryland team that is no slouch, you're <laughs> you're rewarded with the number one overall seed essentially in their own backyard. You know, to me, that is such a us thing to have in a, in a bracket. But I, I think speaking of Maryland, you know, someone uh, let's see, Ryan Decker at Ryan Decker um, on Twitter. He, I thought he had a really, a really good summary tweet Guido uh, WVU's 24 and 14 all time versus the twerps which you might you might not guess six and one on neutral sites they've won three in a row and six of seven back to 1988 and the two teams last played uh you probably remember this in the 2015 NCAA tournament WVU won by 10 so I mean there's history there we I mean we know there's history there but there's favorable history for WVU in these games and uh, I think when you when you start to look at Maryland fifth uh, finishes fifth in the Big Ten this year. Nothing really. I guess when I saw this matchup, I thought, okay, like I'm I'm okay with that. There's nothing here that tells me like it's over. You know, sometimes you see a a matchup and you're like, well, this is over before we got started. I you know I don't feel like that.
0: Yeah, Maryland's led by transfer guard Jameer Young. He averages sixteen point sixteen points a game. He shoots forty two percent from the field. First-year head coach uh, for Maryland, though, on the, you know, Kevin Willard. He was at Seton Hall. Oh, becomes, yeah. comes out of the Big East there, Seton Hall, for 12 years. But, you know, Maryland top 30 defense right now. Uh, so they're not – I mean, you're right, Johnson. It's it's no it's no slouch. Our good buddy Ken Palm, you know, Scoot, uh, he loves himself some Ken Palm.
2: I use Watson for my predictions.
0: Ken Palm still has West Virginia 17 going into the tournament, has Maryland 22. Interesting. So just when you're – just so you're thinking about it, you know Maryland 22, West Virginia 17. You know you you want to give West Virginia the edge there, Scooty.
2: Yeah, I I do give them the edge. So there's that. Well, I'm glad you give them the edge. Them so that. there's that. Ken Palm. Take that,
0: take that Ken Palm in your ranking. I
1: don't love the 12-15. You know, we were texting before this all kind of shook out. These times are always weird. You're either middle of the day or sometimes really late at night. I was kind of hoping for the late at night just so if I need to have my normal level of nervous uh, anxiety watching these games, I could do it on my own time late at night uh, instead of now apparently wasting some of my employer's uh, time in the middle of a Thursday, which sounds like <laughs> right. sounds like I'm going to be doing. Um, but I think – I don't know. I, I like this, Scoot. I, I'm fine with this. I think – if uh if we can get e-steve going you know this could be this could be just fine for us
2: what's interesting to me is that we've only played them 38 times well, i find that to be a low number
1: yeah well they're acc snobs for a lot of that time you have but to you remember but you would think we
2: would play them Fifty times at least.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It is it is weird for them.
0: Uh, WVU though, even though they're the higher number nine, uh, according to uh, or nine on the bracket, they are currently in most places the favorite in the game. They're they've they're they're usually picked by two two and a half points um, in most of the sports books. The over under on the game Johnson one hundred and thirty seven, which I think is probably spot on like the way it just depends on what wvu team shows up right yeah
1: i mean i think you know i was kind of looking at maryland's kind of notable wins on some of the different uh kind of scout sites ahead of the tournament um they actually they split with purdue scoot i'm not sure if you knew that they won one one lost one against Purdue. I I think that's impressive. They also lost by twenty seven to UCLA. You know, like there's certain games that stick out to you. So I, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to get a kind of hard to get a, a read on them. They did they did beat Northwestern once, they beat Miami, you know, some of the other tournament teams. So I don't know. I think, you know, people could probably look at WVU and do some of the same stuff if you consider, you know, um, split with Kansas State, beat Pitt, you know, beat Iowa State twice. I think each team kinda has quality wins and then eyebrow raising losses. So I don't know. I think it's gonna be a really good matchup. Pitts uh pit uh Maryland's twenty one and twelve. Um so, you know, like I said, fifth in the Big Ten. I I think um I think the interesting part of this will be I think I read where they don't really You know, Maryland's not a big fouling team. WVU loves to go to the line. Um, Foul shots, as we know, have been, I think I read somewhere uh, where, you know, in the last like five or six of WVU's games, they were, I think they only missed like 18 combined free throws. You know, that played such a huge part of their kind of getting things together down the stretch. So, to me, that could be a big part of this game. How physical are they going to be with Maryland? Do the refs let them get physical? You know, Scoot, we talk about that all the time. Some refs are like, West Virginia's here. Let's blow the whistle a lot. You know, other other times they let them play, and that works to our benefit.
2: I agree. Uh, I think that uh, – I think we win. I think we win – I don't want to say convincingly, but I think it's at least a 10-point to 15-point win.
0: Wow. That's uh, that's a. I mean, for a game that's picked at a two point spread, that's a the two. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty generous. There well,
2: strategy. I I just don't believe that they play the same. Their their conference is not the same as what we've been through.
0: I, and that's that's the question I want to see. And this this might not. This doesn't go just for WVU. This I think this goes for all of these Big Twelve teams as they face some of these non conference foes. Like I'm not. And I mean, I think Alabama's a great team. It's a tough draw if WVU wins. But again. You know, WVU's had definitely had a tougher schedule than Alabama's had. How did
2: we do against? How did we do against Auburn? Yeah, right. right? when? How did we do against Florida? Wait, right. sure, sure. I hear you. I got you. You know, I mean, we're playing big conferences, and yeah, we're... and
1: you have to remember it's one data point. But we talked about how you know a lot of people could point to Oklahoma beating Alabama by thirty in that challenge, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know. It's always weird when you get into these matchups. I think that's what makes, that's the beauty of, of the tournament. I, I kind of, uh, am interested to see if, you know, if WVU can get, it it would be, I think it would be great to have, uh, a Tonka, a Conquo productive game in this game. You know, we've sort of been getting away with, uh, Trey Mitchell, Emmett, Stevenson people you know dishing in 15 25 points over this stretch
2: would you call that Tonkwo or o- Otunka Otunka
0: Otunka maybe I think you need to call it yeah. Otunka I like that Otunka I also think Johnson it just it depends on it depends on at what point if at all if Eric Stevenson gets mccabe in this game and I think that's what you know not that that's the reason why we had lost Kansas Uh, But, you know, if Eric Stevenson, if coach gets cranky at Eric Stevenson, I feel like he gets McCabe. Well, he gets pulled off. He gets. Pulled. Here's the thing. At what point
2: do you want to win? Like you don't need to prove any points in this like situation. Like you're done if you don't win. And if he's the guy that scores, he well, needs he to be
1: makes in. a fair point though, Scoot, because in that Kansas game, I think Stevenson throws the ball away. A, a, lazy, bad a lazy pass. pass. Yeah. Hugs yank. Hugs hugs yanks him to the bench. And he just sort of languishes there for a few minutes until
0: he puts him back in the game, and that's it was it was it was funny, Johnson, because I you know I think it's it sticks out if anything in that game it sticks out the most. He throws that lazy pass, gets picked off, turned over. We go down, we foul, and they go to the line to shoot two. And Hugs during the first shot is just yelling at Stevenson from the sidelines, and then before the second shot, he pulls Stevenson, and puts him on the bench. And then he sits for – I mean, I i don't know how long it was. It felt like five minutes, but he sits forever, you know. And I and I think that then what happens is Stevenson gets all cranky, and then he doesn't have Yeah,
1: a well, or it, don't you get the feeling that then he comes back on the floor and he presses. Like, okay, now I have to atone for, you know, right. the play. But I think, Scoot, to your point about the conferences, I, I thought this was a really good tweet I held on to. Uh, Patrick Southern, at Patrick Southern on Twitter, he – He tweeted, heading into the NCAA tournament, a full one-third of WVU's games, 11 of 33, were against teams now seeded three or higher in the NCAA tournament. That's kind of of a crazy stat. I mean, I don't know that we've ever seen a season like that before.
2: I agree. I I just think that the game is all about matchups.
1: I think they've been kind of like where you were going. They've been – you get the impression they've sort of been, you know – uh like almost a baptism by fire this year you know it's not like they're going to get in this tournament and now be scared or intimidated of someone i would hope you know like why would you feel that way i mean you've been in a fistfight wrestling match all season in your conference i can't see anyone making you nervous in this tournament
0: i mean i feel the same way even if they uh, even if they get past like like you said like even if they get past a a uh, a tough Maryland team and go on to play uh, Alabama and assuming Alabama beats what is it Texas A&M Corpus Christi who's they're facing uh, if they go on to play Alabama I mean you're right Alabama lost to Oklahoma then like what was it a week later we beat Oklahoma by 30 points yeah so it was like I think you're right Johnson I mean and I'm I, I had said early on in the season that I thought that this team would finish about where they finished in the conference I'd said six, seven, eight wins. Look where we finished, and then I said I thought this was a Sweet 16 team. I feel a little more nervous about the whole Sweet 16 t- thing, but it's—I think it's still a good possibility.
1: I think it's an interesting opportunity too, because I have a feeling Alabama's not—you know—can't you see? All, all you need is for a team like that to be looking past you. You know, like let's just right. go take care of this nine seed or whatever. And maybe you know you catch them looking a little bit. So I, I think it's exciting. But look, let's take care of Maryland first. You know, I'm f- I'm famous yeah. for that. Of like, what can we do? Let's, because f- right. if if I did the like uh, heart version of my bracket. I just mark WVU like all the way through the whole thing. And then I'm like, come on, I got to use my, you know, so but I, that that's, a badge, that's what I'm it? compelled. I, I'm always compelled to do that. I want to do that. I'd do love you draw
2: hearts around it when they win. I do. I color them circles
1: with stars around, around it. I, I would love to be, it, it's such a fun, like to me, and we've had that feeling a couple times over the years. There, there's, there are a few, few things that are more fun than to still be watching basketball in the second week, the second weekend of the tournament. You know, it's just, it's so right. fun. I mean, it's just, just, I don't know. The few things as a sports fan to me can, can beat that scoot.
2: Well, uh, it's been a long time since we've been able to really enjoy that. So it's we're due. It's yes. it's
1: been a hot second. Yeah, it's it's
0: And I mean I I've, I like the other potential of WVU at a 9 seed playing in number 1 Alabama and being a bracket buster. And that being, you know, and you know that'll be the story going into week 2 if that's the case. So, but let, you're not wrong, Johnson. Let's not get there yet. We'll talk about it next week on the show and and we'll we'll be excited then, but for now we'll uh, you know, we'll we'll take it we'll take it easy. Um a lot of other stuff to talk about, guys. I know we got to we got to wrap up here soon, but a couple things we said we wanted to hit on for basketball. Uh, oddly enough, oh, first of all, congratulations to the West Virginia women's team, who's coached by who? Scooty? Uh, Don uh, Flitzel two eight. <laughs> I think you added a syllable in there. Did you say ratatouille?
2: <laughs> I don't know what I said.
0: WVU women's basketball also is playing in the tournament. They're 10 seed. They play on Friday at noon against the Arizona Wildcats. So congratulations to WVU women. Both WVU teams in their uh respective brackets. So that's that's good for the university. Uh first year coach, Coach P, as I'm going to call her. Uh good job for her getting the getting the team in her first year into uh, the March Madness tournament, Johnson. Well, and don't you think like you know we can
1: sort of nod to that and and say it here and then move on? But don't you think? I mean, it, it's to me, it's probably more of a phenomenal job than we even realize. Coaching change, you know, new to the university, putting you know putting a new team together and getting this ten seed in the tournament. I, I think it's remarkable. I think it's exciting too for. Kind of a jumping off point for her, I mean, that's that would be great if you could gain some momentum even more by having some success in this tournament. I think it's really
0: exciting. I mean, they finish off 10 and 8 in the conference, 19 and 11 overall. So, yeah, I mean, I think that for them, uh, you know, I, I know that they didn't go deep, they lost in the first round to Oklahoma State for the Phillips 66 Big 12 championship, but um, yeah, I think. You know, it's it's a good sign that she finished. They finished the season real strong. I don't know. They went on a three game uh, winning streak there, including beating Baylor sixty three fifty two to end the season. The uh, and then went on and lost in the first round to Oklahoma State. But Oklahoma State is a fourth ranked team. I think they're on. I think they're a one seed in uh, the NCAA bracket. So I mean, I agree with you. Like, you know, after having a coach who coached you know for so long at the university, coming in first year taking the program, continuing to grow it and make it better and getting into the tournament, I think, is a, is, is a great move for the university. So um, good to see that. Also, Madison Smith, uh, w women's WVU women's basketball player, was named Player of the Week uh, going into tournament week as well. So, I mean, great, great for the program overall. Other basketball stuff that we should talk about that I think is super important is Bob Huggins is officially now the – active leader in coaching wins after what I'm going to call a very uncomfortable retiring for Jim Boeheim in Syracuse, Johnson.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, Scoot, that's a weird retirement, right? I think the first I saw of this, they were asking him in a post game uh, after Syracuse lost, I think in the ACC tournament and the discussion, it was like a back and forth with a reporter where he was like, yeah, I mean, I kind of said it last week and no one picked up on it. And the reporter was like, uh, what? So you're officially retiring? And he was like, well, that's up to the school. And then they did this weird back I'm and forth where, that. yeah, he yeah. was like, oh, I'm not, you know. Uh. So anyway, it, he, I mean, they later confirmed, yes, he is in fact retiring guido if i may it felt very unceremonious almost like the school was like oh we're done you know uh, like oh we're moving he on he
2: was like a cranky he was so cranky right toward the end like i don't know if he was ever really not cranky but like but he the was, last
1: like 10 years has been full send crank like, i feel like
2: it's like nobody's really enjoyed the last at right. least the last five years <laughs> right and maybe it himself included like, maybe he should have retired five years ago. I don't well, know. Well, like
1: but, when Buddy left, like when right. Buddy graduated, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe hang it up there.
0: Do you, I mean, and I think that's what I'm still trying to unpack in my head. I mean, he, he coached there for 47 years. Is that what it was? 47 years. Yeah. Crazy. Like, and like, I'm trying to unpack, the, you know, when you have a coach that's there that long, obviously it's kind of a, you know, whenever you're ready, like I mean, we've got Huggins, and it's whenever you're ready, just let us know. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like it was that way. Like I feel like it was okay. You're ready, right? You're you're ready. You're like, and so, and it felt like he wasn't ready, and and I, even like Coach Hugs, um, in his post game. Uh, press conference after he found out was kind of like oh that's kind of odd I thought he was basketball right. he's like he said something along the lines of like he's like me he's basketball yeah. for life or he eats breathes and sleeps basketball that's kind of strange yeah the so, other funny
1: thing Guido I think they wanted like a very um, heavy quote from Hugs when they were asking him about that and they were saying like well what's it mean to you now you're the active leader. And coaching wins and Guido, I think he said, uh, yeah, I guess that means I'm really old. Or and that's pretty much like all he said. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, it's like I'm the next to die is basically what it means, right? You're like the next old <laughs> like you're just
0: Well, and I think I think he said something like he goes, I guess that means I'm really old, but I don't pay attention to those kind of things or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's great for WVU. It's, I mean, it's going to be the next, how many ever years Hugs decides to continue the coach. It's going to be the line under every game on ESPN, most wins by an active coach. Um, You know, nobody's catching him anytime soon. Uh, I, I think that, you know, for me, um, does that help WVU from a recruiting standpoint? Like, not to say that Jim Beheim leaving helps WVU recruiting, but like- It seems to. Now that gives Hug a bigger stage? Well,
2: we saw what with Omar Sil- uh, I keep wanting to call him Silviero, but it's just Silverio. All he kept talking about was how he's excited to play for the GOAT. I get to play for a Hall of Famer. I get to- Yeah, I think I wanna, it helps. So I think it's, I mean- if you're going to Ole Miss, which is where I think you're going to go here next, if you're going to Ole Miss, you can't say that you're going to play for a Hall of Fame coach.
0: I mean, that's, I mean, Can not you? yet, obviously. I mean, and Chris Beard, I think, who's now the head coach at Ole Miss, uh, has yet to really, I mean, he's, I don't know if he's even on a Hall of Fame track yet, Jonathan. Well,
1: I, the SEC has become like very honey badger on this stuff, right? Lately, haven't they? Like, I mean, they just don't care. Like, oh, you're fresh out of terrible news, suspension, firing. Ah, we're good. Like, come on in. You know, like it's. I I think it's. You said
2: it was a mistake. Okay, sounds good
1: to me. I mean, look, I I don't want to kick a guy when he's down. I mean, I I think it's a weird thing that happened with Chris Beard. You, I think where I was going with that, though, Scoot, is I think you would you would expect like a guy to go. Spend a year or two in like low profile, and you yeah. know, kind of right. let that go. Coach yeah. a JUCO, find
0: yourself a D two school then Ole to coach. Miss right. Comes
1: to you, and you're like, yes, I'm ready to, I'm ready to get, get back into this. I mean, this just feels very,
0: I don't know, very fast.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's a mistake, but that's not my decision.
0: I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting. He has one successful season really under his belt that. He can kind of write home about everything else. Is about how much of a genius. you know. It's that whole he's a genius. He's a genius, but like where's like where's the genius? We we saw it once. So is
2: Eric, uh, man, genie right? Right.
0: It, yeah, you're not wrong though. That's it's the same. You know, and we've seen this before with other coaches. So, you know, I I, I agree with you. Um, other interesting things. Uh, Patrick Ewing out. As, uh, as George at Georgetown he Johnson was,
2: the, I'm sorry, I'm not Johnson, but he was a horrific coach. Well, isn't that so weird, Scoot? Like, you would yes. have thought that
1: would have been a match made in heaven. Like, and I think I, oh, I think man. I text you guys the other day, you know, like little kid me, little kid us would never believe how
2: terrible like, Georgetown <laughs> has
1: become. Talk right? about like,
2: like tarnishing your legacy. <laughs> Yeah, right. like I don't know that there's been any professional athlete who's gone into coaching that has lowered his legacy as much as Patrick Ewing.
1: Well, and somewhere John Thompson, the third is like, you dumped me out of here for this. Like, really? Like you see, you couldn't
0: tolerate me anymore.
2: There was a stretch where he was like, Oh, and 21. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, they were just horrible. It's bad. And you're, and you're talking about, uh, you're talking, you're talking about, you know, probably the biggest player ever to come out of their college. Yeah. He's one of the biggest alumni. Right. Like it's a big, you know, it's kind of an interesting. And now he's, you know, part, like forced to part ways. Like
2: he's now a cautionary tale to all like former college greats.
0: Yeah, and you wonder like, and because it was a, it wasn't like it didn't seem like it was an it was a let go like you're fired kind of deal, not a amicable I'm just going to retire kind of thing. And so now you're like. Well, for years, like he's been an important alumni that you invite back and you have him on the court and he helps, you know, hand and shake somebody's hand and raise money for the program yeah. and now you're like uh, don't Ooh. come back. Does that we charged affect- locks on
2: you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, right. Like like code 3333
0: doesn't work through <laughs> this door anymore. <laughs> what the heck? awkward. I know your your jersey's hanging in the rafters, <laughs> right. but we don't please don't come into the state. I mean, it's uh, We're going to give you that back. We're yeah, going to give you that jersey weird. back. You can have it to keep. Just keep it at home. It's it's very weird. Speaking of weird, uh Will Wade getting a 5 game suspension written into his newly minted 1 point $2 million contract at McNeese State, Johnson is also a fun, weird story. It's
2: because Will Wade, I think, is a shifty. Well,
0: character. yeah, I think Shifty is
1: putting it nicely, Skewed. I think, wasn't he? This was uh, Will Wade, I think, from LSU fame, right? Yes. Of being um, like multiple level, whatever, NCAA infractions, pretty much yes. got tossed out of LSU. Well, he's back at McNeese State. Um, I don't know what's going on at McNeese, Guido, that they're like, we got to get on this guy. Like we got to snatch this guy up. But apparently part, this just got my attention because part of his, uh, part of his contract has an immediate five game suspension that he has to serve to begin his inaugural season at McNeese state. I just thought like, you know, Scoot to use your word, you know, you're a shifty character when that's like, a pretext thing you have to do before you get started
2: yeah, it's it's so weird like why i think uh i mean he must be a tremendous coach for you to actually go after him when you could have gotten patrick ewing <laughs>
0: right, at right. half the cost <laughs> and half the cost and half the price. Well, you know, I mean Wade was is still under investigation. He was fired and I think after the he was suspended before the 2019 season and then he he had more issues at LSU and he was I think 2022 was his last season at LSU. LSU kind of let it ride for a bit, right? Yeah. yeah. They're like it happens all the time. It's okay. And then uh, and then so you know I, the 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 wording from McNeese is that the reason they decided to write this suspension into his contract was to help mitigate any violation sanctions that the NCAA put on Wade. You know, so they're saying, "Hey, we're going to suspend him for the first five games, so you don't right." Have
2: to. So then they'll we'll, they'll just tack on another five or ten.
0: <laughs> it's almost
1: like look. We know this guy's probably gonna do something wrong. We're gonna go ahead and uh, like kind of upfront suspend him, and then like just when you find something, take that into
0: account. Right. Almost.
2: Oh yeah. 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 It's bizarre. So
0: d- definitely, uh, definitely interesting. I mean, but uh, he's back. Uh what other cra- crazy things do we have? Uh UNC decides that they don't want to play in the NIT. That's a very WVU thing to do, Johnson.
1: Yeah, well, I think we were talking about this earlier in the week because we were already reading the stuff about UNC going from preseason number 1 to not even making the tournament. Uh they were all set to be, I guess, like a one seed or whatever in the NIT and they said, "No, you know what? We don't." We don't want to do that. And I I guess I just saved it to bring it up to you guys to get your opinion. To me, I think this is weak sauce, you know, like for two reasons. One, like own it, you know, like you had a bad season. Just own it, man. Don't don't sweep it under the rug. And number two, like for the guys that are coming back, I have to think as a player, you still want to play. Right. I mean, you still want to get some time in like in playoff type Basketball, I don't know. I just thought it was a weird thing. I get it's beneath you, but I kind of don't get it at the same time. I
0: mean, I guess, uh, what is it, Hubert? What's his name? Davis is his last. Davis. Hubert Davis. Yeah. Okay. I knew. I get right. He's in in what his second season there. You know, coming off of these. You know, one of the greatest coaches of all time. The you know a a program that's huge. I I think that you want to go just to continue to help build. On all of that, like build on you're trying to get a new guy, you're trying to get a new thing going on there.
1: Yeah, because, Scoot, they've already started to talk about people on their team that are entering the transfer portal.
0: I, I guess for North
2: Carolina, I don't know what North Carolina fans feel. Johnson, you're a uh, North Carolinian.
1: Yeah, well, they're not. I mean, they're up in arms about it for sure.
0: Well, it's the first time in what what Johnson since like 1980 something that they haven't right. made the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, you're talking – it's 40 years. It's the first time they haven't made the tournament. So, it's, in a, it's a, just an interesting, you know, situation for them. I, I, from what I have read, though, it doesn't sound like, you know, they're talking about coaching changes or anything. They're just – they're going to take a step back and continue to focus on, you know, academics, I'm sure, is what they're really concerned about. They don't want the kids – Tutoring. Yes, tutoring. They don't want anybody to miss any classes. The finals are coming. So, it's very important at UNC. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, that. Covers it. Uh, some other news we should uh, talk about real quick. Congratulations, Geno Smith, three year, hundred and five million dollar deal with the Seahawks. Not too shabby. Uh, not too. Not too shabby. And a couple other WVU guys signed uh, some decent deals. Uh, David Long signs a two year, eleven million dollar deal with the Dolphins, and Kazeer White signs a two year, eleven million dollar deal with the Arizona Cardinals. So, uh, you know, I guess. I guess things are looking up for WVU players in the uh, in the NFL. And then uh, one last thing, I, I you know, uh, I I don't want to I don't want to get into it too much, guys, because it's I got to save it for our off season conversation. But conference realignment talk still kind of murmuring, still kind of there underneath everything that's going on right now with the the NCAA tournament, uh, the ACC. Wants to merge with the Pac 12 now, is the rumors that are coming out. Brent, your mark still talking about getting you know all of these more schools into the program into the Big 12. I mean, it's it's all still there, John. Yeah, I
1: think it's I think it's weird this four corners school talk scoot because I, I feel like the uh the unsaid or maybe it is said a little bit. Uh, thing in that conversation is no one seems to like Utah and Utah seems to not like anybody like they feel like they're too they're too good to join the big 12 and the big 12s like well, that would be a great fit. It would be a money maker built in rivalry with uh, BYU but they seem to be the one that keeps like giving uh, Brett your mark if, if the reports are to be believed you know, kind of giving him the heisman. I, I think it was ESPN's former president that said he felt like, to fix the ACC's woes and the and the Pac 12s money woes, the, those two conferences should just merge. Which which seems
2: silly to me too. That would be horrible. Um, also, if we're being honest, yes, which it's really are. it's really not four corners. Okay, it's only three, right? Because we're not involving New Mexico in any way. Aren't they one of the corners?
1: Uh, I guess they would be a corner. We're talking Colorado, Arizona, Utah. And, yeah, I guess you're right, uh, New Mexico. Do you think New Mexico takes, uh, you know, do you think they take offense? to? Yeah, uh, like, I think
2: they do because I would think if I'm a New Mexican, which I'm not, but yeah, their college teams don't carry a lot of panache. Yeah, right? Right, New Mexico or New Mexico State. I don't even, one is an Aggie and one is a Lobo, right? Am I right? I'm, I think, think, think I am. Guess? Yes,
1: I think you are. State and like New Mexico State, I think is the Aggies, and I think
2: they're both in like uh, middling conferences. I wonder if they are the only state outside of a Dakota that doesn't have a Power Five college. Maybe Nevada, Montana. There's there's not very many Idaho. Uh, well, <laughs> let's just name I, states. Well, now you got me thinking, Scoot. Vermont. Yeah, I guess there are some. New Hampshire. Yeah, like half of some. New England, okay. right? All right. Maine, all right. All right. Like, You're ruining uh, my point. My uh, point was great until you guys really started. I mean, that. I feel like we
1: just. <laughs> until we, yeah, until we brought. we like we <laughs> just <laughs> pointed out maybe less than great. I don't know. But I think this realignment stuff is going to be another hot summertime topic, Guido. This will probably be fodder for. At least a little while because, you know, the the word right now is that like Apple is in streaming TV discussions with the Pac-12 and they think they can only get their valuation up to like 25 to 28 million per school, which I don't think is too shabby. But in the scheme of things right now, it's very low compared to probably what like a Washington or an Oregon or, you know, some of these teams Think they can get, and so you start to hear about, like we talked the other show. Florida State wants a unbalanced valuation for their part of the ACC. You start to hear that about some of these teams in the Pac-12, and then that naturally drives unrest between the schools. So I feel like it's going to be a mess before it gets
0: cleaned up. And I just find it it's interesting that it's uh, that you know again. It's heating up in such a weird time of the year. Yeah, I feel like right. I think that's that's more what throws me off. Same as the transfer portal, this also, like, why are why this is happening right when the most money making, biggest thing for the NCAA is going on, you know, with the tournament. Uh why, you know, why is this all and I, I just it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks during March Madness. Well, guys, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, We'll be back next week with another show talking about how WVU does... In the first and second round, hopefully, of the NCAA tournament, West Virginia tips off their first-round action against Maryland. That game is 12:15 on Thursday. You can find it on CBS, the big network. Uh, so check that out. And uh, check us out as well. You can find us online on Instagram or Twitter. Just search us at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On. And our website, Johnson, GotYourEarsOn.com It's pretty cool Yeah, it is pretty cool if we do say so We'll post the latest
1: show there with all the show notes that we talked about Probably stuff we didn't even get to get to uh, during the show You can click on the tune in link right on the homepage And listen to the latest show And then if you
0: would, click through to the merch store And check out uh, the G-Y-E-O merch Yeah, check it out, GotYourEarsOn.com We'll be back next week with another show Thanks everybody for listening This has been Got Your your ear zone.